This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric. I love my buddies, Chris and Mark. What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? Hello, everyone. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. I could use some help on this show. Matt's not here today. He was here uh, the week before, um, but he'll be back uh, very, very soon because uh, I love when he's on the show. He's put some great input on there. But I'm very excited to be back. And the reason why is because the last time we recorded, it feels like months ago. I don't know why. It was only one week, and I feel like I haven't recorded in a very long time. But uh, I'm now very excited to uh, get on with the show here. So, Mark, I haven't seen you in a while on the show, and I think you've been ditching me for the past couple <laughs> weeks. Very nah, rude nah. of you. Definitely could... not. Definitely not, man. All right. Uh, first things first. You're going to talk into that microphone properly, sir. This is your only chance. Okay. You want to come back? Yeah, you want to come back? Yeah, you got to okay. talk it in the microphone. Say with my chest? Yeah. I'm saying with my chest. Okay, good. Awesome. Right. If you do that, if you want to stay that far, talk with your chest. If you don't want to talk that, you know, use your chest, just just be this close. Gotcha. You, know what I mean? you know who's really bad on the microphone? Matt. Matt. <laughs> He's off out in the middle. I was I was editing the other day the uh the clips that I put on YouTube and I had to cut this out, but I tried putting the microphone closer to Matt's mouth, and he, like, moved it this way, <laughs> like, out of the way. I'm like, dude, that's, there's a reason why the mic's there, because I can't hear you talk. And I kept having to, like, raise the volume on his thing, because I haven't, like, I really can't hear him. And so, for those of you, just, just some insight real quick before we actually get into the show, because I want to set the stage here. Me and Chris are no longer on a couch, and this no. is very exciting for me, because this was cut out as well. When we were sitting on the couch, <laughs> I never got the clip, by the way, because I had to like save storage, but we were recording, and this is one of our weirdest recordings of all time, because in the middle of us talking, <laughs> we're sitting on this couch. Do you remember the black couch I was in here? Yeah, yeah. So we, we're sitting on that recording, in the middle of it, the middle bar just breaks, <laughs> and we like sunk like an inch. Oh it, 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 we both looked at each other, the middle of the podcast, we're like, are we okay? Like, is, is this going to break? Is, are we good? Like, are we going to, like, we still have like an hour left. <laughs> oh my God. That's what we were thinking the entire time, and so... I got this table up here, camera, lights, action, we're ready to go, um, and what's the other thing? I think that's it, but and that got, couch is out of here. And we got Mark. We're on a table, we yeah. got Mark, camera's rolling. Water. Water. Cause, oh yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to say, that's what I was thinking of. We usually have AC in here. I live in the attic, so it gets hotter the higher you go, and it has to be off for this entire episode, and I gotta tell you, I was fine as soon as we started recording, I'm drenched. Yeah, I'm already hot. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty it's, hot it's right now. It's been a minute. Yeah, for Two sure. Two minutes, and, and we got a lot more to go. We, we are three minutes in. <laughs> so, so this is technically gotta, my sauna for the day. Yeah. yeah. I think every is. time we record, it's, it's going to be a sauna in here, especially now that it's summertime. Yeah. Very hot day today, by the way. It is. Um, so let's jump into the show here. So last night was game three of the NBA Finals. Uh, the Raptors uh, took the victory. I don't have the score right in front of me. I'll remind you in a second. Like 20 something or 109. Yeah, I want to be exact here. 109 maybe something. As like you that. can see, the show is mm-hmm. very, very professional, and I know exactly what the scores were because <laughs> I, I am so detail oriented. Uh, no, so here's the score here. As I'm looking on the franchise tag sports Instagram, you guys can go follow that. Uh, the Raptors won 123 to 109, and it. this was a result of. The Warriors not having Clay Thompson after straining his hamstring in Game Two, and without Kevin Durant, um, which a, is no surprise, he's been play. out for a while. Yeah. And here's the thing about this game, okay? So I really like the Raptors, but the problem is if the, everybody is very dramatic with the NBA Finals, and here's why. So 
Everyone says if these people, if the, this team wins game one, they're going to win the whole series. If they win game two, they're going to win the whole series. And then when game three came around, they're like, whoever wins this series, because this person's out, Steph Curry's in, Clay Thompson, uh, no, uh, not Clay Thompson, uh, Kevin Durant has been out. And then the t- Raptors have every single person on their team. If they win game three, they're taking the whole series. I'm like, stop doing this. Yeah, There's, it's a seven game series. It's not a Super Bowl. Like, if it's a Super Bowl, obviously you can predict who you want to win. But for a seven-game series, you can't say every single time, this is why I predict who's winning based on who wins this game. That sounds like five-year-olds talking about sports. It's like, well, if the sun is shining and the wind is blowing west and (laughs) the fans are sitting in in the second row and Beyonce is there, the Warriors are going to win. But if if the the wind is blowing east, that's it. The, The Raptors have it. Like, who... Who cares? Just let the game play. I know. Just let it play. (laughs) (laughs) Another cool dynamic to our show. I finally got some recordings on here. I don't think that was too loud, but uh, I'm going to play around the audio today, so bear with me, guys, if you can barely hear it. That was meant to be played, by the way, for those of you that think that was by accident. It was not. (laughs) Um, But yeah, honestly, man, what do you guys think what is going to happen for the remainder of this finals uh, series? Because... Here's the thing, since a lot of people say that this part, if the Raptors win Game 3, they're going to win the whole series, that's not the case. It can, this could go to Game 7, for all we know. Kevin Durant could come back, we don't know. We're going to get into that in a second. But what do you guys, how do you guys think this series is going to end? Because initially, when everyone was healthy, and you know the Warriors were on a 6-0 and run, even without KD, there was no doubt in my mind that this was going to be Warriors in 6. But now Klay Thompson's out. And Steph, Steph Curry put everything he could into the game last night. He put up like 47 points, 7 um I think it was what was it like seven assists, eight rebounds, something, something like, that. like that. But yeah. it was it was like a forty-seven, seven and eight type yep. game for him. Don't know the exact stats, but even at his best effort, he couldn't get it done. And that's what's going to happen if you don't have your best guys out there. So if it continues to go on like this, do you think the Warriors will be fine, or the Raptors are going to take advantage? Well, I I think there's going to be confetti in a trophy. That's all I know. Uh, yeah, honestly, that's even more reasonable than all the other all these other yeah. sports casters because that's how it's going to end. With that some is. confetti and a trophy. And and that's all I can say because we don't know if KD is going to be back. We don't know how healthy Clay is. I don't think is. he's coming back. We don't know how healthy Clay is. Clay mm. can be a huge impact. He's very he's, pissed that he's not playing. Yes, he can be a huge impact if he's healthy because Curry dropping 47, I mean, he might not have dropped 47 if he had Clay there. But the fact that Curry can go out there and do that, if you have Clay complimenting him, you know, that it could have been a lot closer of a game. It could have gone the other way. I think that, um, yeah, I think I, I, I don't. It's a it's a tough th- it's a tough decision to make because there's so many th- what ifs. That's the problem with this series. It's not clear cut. Oh, like you know, we kind of know what cards are are thrown at us. We have no idea. Isn't it weird that now for the NBA, it's more of a reality TV series now than an actual game. For the Super Bowl, it kind of feels that way because you have media days. There's yeah. some players that have stories coming out like, oh, they've been cut so many times. And now they're on a winning team and they have the chance to win a Super Bowl. Those types of types of stories come out. For the NBA, however, um, they'll be like. Oh, this person's a drama queen. You have Drake in there getting involved with the Toronto Raptors, and all this all this gets involved, and it feels like a reality TV show. Literally, like Drake is being featured for the NBA Finals, <laughs> and but before we get into any of that, because it feels like a reality show essentially. I know Chris kind of put his little two cents in about what he thinks about what's going to happen in the NBA Finals, which is exactly what I think. It's going to end in a trophy and confetti. Mark, what do you think is going to happen this day forward? Because um, they're off today. They're going to play tomorrow. Uh, Kevin Durant was just announced that he's out for Game Four. Um, Clay Thompson will most likely be out as well. Um, how do you think this ends up for him? If that's the case, I definitely think it's going to a Game Seven. 
I I really don't see it going in six. I don't I don't like anything that you just said. No, I'm kidding. I I, I <laughs> that's pick, exactly how it's gonna happen. I mean, probably. I, yeah, I was I before the series and you know the team decided to just self destruct. I picked Warriors in six. That's what I picked. That was my prediction. That was I, my I prediction think, as well. I, say, I think we a lot of people this. picked that. Yeah. yeah, Warriors in six. But now, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm gonna say uh, the team that wins. That's what I could say. The team that wins <laughs> will win the NBA Finals. I, I, you I guys heard it here first. <laughs> The team who wins four games first is going to be the winner of the NBA so, Finals. So go out there and bet right now. And when you win, uh, you got to share some of the profits with us because we gave you that advice. On Is It Philosophy, we are not going to explore the philosophers of long forgotten. We'll not ponder Plato or Socrates. There's so many podcasts out there for that if that's what you're seeking. This is something different. A place where all ideas are welcome. An open forum to talk about anything and everything. We take an idea and work to find an answer. It may not always be the most insightful... So come and listen with an open mind. Who knows, you may like what we have to say. So come and enjoy and ask yourself, is it philosophy? So the game last night uh, was played. The, where Obviously, the Raptors took the win, like I mentioned before. Just to recap, um, Kyle Lowry had a pretty solid game. He had around 30, uh, 30 points in the game. You know, uh, Kawhi Leonard is playing out of his mind as usual. Um, but I wanted to get yeah. into a really big situation that happened with Kyle Lowry, as I mentioned before. So... Mark Stevens, an investor and a minor owner for the Golden State Warriors. Kyle Lowry was, I think, going to retrieve a, a ball that was going out of bounds. Yes, he was chasing uh, it down. Yeah, he was chasing it down, and he goes into the stands. He runs into people, and Mark Stevens, who was sitting right next to him, not on top of him. If you're on top of him, feel free to do this. But he pretty much pushed Kyle Lowry, and he said a bunch of vulgar words to him, as Kyle Lowry said. And he's no longer allowed to be at an NBA Finals game um, for the remainder of the of the uh, series. So. A lot of people are outraged by this because he should be out entirely of all NBA games. Because, For example, a fan who told James Dolan to sell the team has been removed from all NBA games at Madison Square Garden. So if you could do that and get kicked out for life, I no. think there's a huge chance, huge chance that um, you know a guy like Mark Stevens should be kicked out. But the fact that he's a rich white guy, I think, gives him the benefit of the you know, doubt. You know what I think they should do? I think they should ban him from the arena because you know they like they're they're basically going away now. They yeah. should just be like, "We are banning you from the arena," and it's gonna sound <laughs> so severe. And it's like, yeah, it's not. It's for like another few games or whatever. Yeah. See you next year. <laughs> oh, I yeah. gotta go home and watch it in my mansion on my seventy-five inch TV <laughs> movie theater room. That's soundproof, like you know, like that's surround that, sound. Oh, that's literally what's gonna happen with him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Because there's an ongoing situation with NBA players where there's no way they can protect themselves. They're playing the game of basketball. They get touched. There really shouldn't be any reason why fans should be touching M NBA players or yelling vulgar words. Because it's weird that you know New York fans are going to be yelling regardless if they like you or not. Yeah. If you miss a shot, they're gonna roast you. And so for all these other, you know, uh, teams, for them, when they're in um, their arena, if they get yelled at with vulgar words, and I think, you know, it's happened to the most is Russell or Russell Westbrook. Um, yes. I almost said Russell Wilson. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Russell Westbrook, apparently he's been, you know, he, he's been given vulgar words and he's been touched before by fans and he's not a, he's not a fan of it. What do you guys think of this? And is it the right thing to ban these people for life out of these NBA games for touching players? I mean, I think that's all you can do. Because as you see during the games, they dive into the crowd. Like, there's no barrier. There's no barricade. With, uh, you know, baseball, football, hockey, things like that, for example. There's a pretty solid there, distance yeah, between. Yeah, exactly. They have a barricade Unless you're there. streaking. You they know? have something there. There's something there to protect or to, you know, isolate the fans from the 
the players or the coaches or the field court, whatever. Uh, that's not the case in NBA. And I feel like you have to take these severe measures because if you don't, they're going to be copycats and the people are going to keep doing it and then it's going to get too out of hand. Yeah, I think so too. Mark, what do you think? It's just crazy to me. How can a grown-ass um, person like push another man off him you know, when he's playing the game of basketball, he, it's he, not he like he's retrieving he wasn't a loose even ball. On him. Yeah, he wasn't even on him. No, it wasn't even oh, on no, him. Oh, no, no. When, because when Larry was in the crowd, he was, like, draped by him. And then the own, the Golden State owner is just, like, shoving him. Like Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He, like, ba- he, was, like, he basically, like, not even, like, a push. It was one of those palm punches. Yeah. So you're basically assaulting a player for not even falling yeah. on you just yeah. for being on the opposing team. Exactly. That's why he did that. It's, yeah. it's disgraceful. It makes no sense. So I, he should be banned for life I with, agree. for that. But the fact that he's a minor owner and an investor, that's not the case. He gets privilege, I guess. Yeah, no. It's not even a privilege because he didn't get punished for it. But it's just annoying because, you know, that just shouldn't be allowed. The fact that Drake was given the talk by the NBA to say to tone down your, your <laughs> antics here, which is just celebrating his team. He's not touching other players. He might be talking to Draymond and, like, Clay Thompson after the game, but he's not, like, physically touching them or anything yeah. like that. He'll be touching Nick Nurse, which a lot of people get mad about. But um, he's not laying. His, it's not like he's laying his hands on these other guys That's and the, getting away with it because he's an ambassador for Toronto. So he's kind of in that same position. Not to, like I know there's a lot of people out there that think he's just a rapper and he can do like whatever he wants or he shouldn't get away with it. He is an ambassador for the team. He gives them uniforms, those OVO uniforms. So he he puts in a lot of time and money into making sure he's front. He's at, on court side for those games to watch his favorite team win. But um, yeah, I feel like it's just unacceptable to touch any player um let him let alone all basically assault them so um yeah honestly i feel bad for players it's 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 a big thing for the nba and i don't know maybe in the future they'll move the uh move the court it's not gonna be considered courtside seats anymore if they're like really wow. far away so that's how they make a lot of their money but um if that's the if people are getting touched by you know random people in the crowd and they have no protection for themselves yeah you're six six two hundred something pounds but still, you, it's it's never pleasant where you're out in public and doing your job and you get assaulted like that. Mm-hmm. So to kind of wrap things up there, back to the finals, last final thing, because I feel like last episode really went on for a very, very long time about the finals. Um, do you guys think Kevin uh, Kevin Durant comes back at all during the series? Mm, I'd say if he does come back, they would have to win tomorrow. Tomorrow, I believe if they win, they're because he's out for that. You mean the you mean the Raptors win tomorrow? No, why would the no 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 no? No, Golden State that would give KD more reason to come back. If the if no if the Raptors win tomorrow, I don't think so. No, if the Warriors win tomorrow, that gives more leverage for. Actually, it doesn't. So yeah, what are you you getting at? (laughs) No, because I would say that if if the Warriors win, then they they're tying the series, and then now he. I mean, there were talks he was going to come back the next game anyway in game four he was going to be coming back and now that's not the case uh i'm pretty sure if they evened out the series they really need him back if they're down what is would it be three to one then yeah they'd be down i don't think he's coming back because I, I think he's out to begin oh, with. i don't want to hear another three to one lead no but i'm saying <laughs> if, if they're if they're down three to one i don't think in my head he's already out he's already off the team like he, he wants to be out i think he's, he's so gone. he's so not I, coming back so i think if he's if they're down three to one that's it he's not coming back i 100 percent think he's not coming back if he, if he was going to come back it would have been game three and he was going to be out game two regardless and now that he's automatically out game four without even like like it's midday right now 
and he's already called that he's out for game four. And so it wasn't even like, let's see how he's feeling. They called, they did it early. It wasn't even like a game time decision type thing where it's like two hours before the game. They're like, all right, Kevin Durant's officially out. We tried it, but it's the day before. So that just goes to show you that I think they're just trying not to play him and you well, know. I mean, it also depends. I don't, I don't know who's making the call. Is it him that's saying he's not playing, or is it the the I think it's medical? Kerr more staff? than anything. I was like, who's saying that he's not playing? Who is it up to right now? It's tough to kind of call these type of things because obviously NBA players are going to go out there and say exactly what you want to hear. And Kevin Durant did that same thing. He's like, "This is my livelihood. This is what I get paid to do. I'd love to be out there with my guys." Everyone's going to say that, um, but who knows what's happening behind the scenes? We can't tell for sure. But I don't think he's coming back for this uh, this series. Excuse me, um, but. What's really interesting about this finals, I'll tie the knot now. I just wanted to see what you guys thought Kevin Durant's you know, whole situation going on is. Um, I think Clay should be back soon. He's going to fight to get out there. Uh, Kevin Durant kind of just looks like, I'm just going to ride this until I don't need to play. But if I need to, I'll do it. Um, but you know last night who enjoyed the game more than anyone in this room, more than anyone who's next door to my house, right, left, across the street, all the way down to where your guys' houses were, to around the world – Watching this game across the country, enjoyed this game the most. Who had the biggest smile on their face watching this game? Who would you think? And he's in the NBA. An NBA player. An NBA player. Oh, LeBron. LeBron James. Okay. Is at home. Was at home last night, smiling, laughing, enjoying <laughs> his time on the couch. Because here's why. So. Because he sucks. That's the, why he's no, on the, the, he's no, on no, his couch. <laughs> no, no, no. But listen, the Ra- the Raptors are up two one, and. It's with a hobbled Golden State Warriors team. And LeBron has gone through this years and years and years ago. I made that sound like it was like <laughs> like back in the Stone Age. He, he's like he's like 105. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I made that sound like it was back in the Stone Age. But no, no. A couple years ago, when he was in the finals, he had to deal with a bunch of injuries like Kyle Lowry. Oh, uh, Kyle Lowry. What, look, do you listen to me right now? Um, this is why I want to tie the knot on NBA. Because <laughs> I'm going to get Kyrie, these names confused. Is that what you mean? Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And here's the other guy. What's the other guy? Kevin Love. A lot of Ks. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, those guys were injured and he had to end up dealing with that and he had to play with Del Vadova, you know, these type yeah. of guys. Yeah, I mean, see, the difference between that though is I feel like Curry is obviously like people hype him up. He's, he's a really good player. You hear people talk about him all the time and I feel like the same thing happens with LeBron. Everybody hypes him up, but I feel like, you know, by him giving him, he gave himself the nickname King James, right? He kind of like, yeah, yeah. He gave, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no one called him. That. I was gonna say, so, so, <laughs> so by him, like, I feel like he kind of built up this attitude, like it's me and MJ as like the top, and like I'm better than MJ, or it's me against MJ. Like you surpassed Kobe, and he kind of made this whole like I'm this legacy, I'm great, like I can pass MJ. And then when he couldn't do it on his own, people were kind of, you know, well, what, what do you mean? Like I thought you were this great player. Whereas with Curry, it's still like, okay, you're this great player, even though you have these injuries, you should be you know getting the win if you're this great player but he doesn't go about business like that he, he handles it differently i feel like so i get it from your standpoint where he's one of the greatest of all time and if you are the greatest of all time you should be able to get it done and it's different for the warriors of course but they're starting to get a feel for like oh this is what it's like not being able to have my guys and your guys now and back then it wasn't even like kevin durant was around um, and i think that was before right because uh that he still ended up winning that finals a series. LeBron? Yeah. If with, he won, that was the year before KD, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was doing that before KD came around. Now you don't have KD. Now you don't have Clay, who is the 1A, like basically both 1As, but it's 1A, 1B with Steph Curry. And Steph Curry's putting his all into the game, and he somehow can't put it to... He, he's putting it together on his own. He can go out there, and he can play street ball. And he's he was double-teamed last night, yep. the whole night, and he was still putting up these shots. And... 
you know, Toronto is putting it together because they have their guys. So LeBron's looking at this and he's just like, that's how it feels. But yeah. it's obviously not the same, like you said before. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, also, I think when you think about it too, as Curry, he's not small. I mean, what is he, six foot six one? That's, yeah, I mean, so it's compared small, to everyone else on the court, for he's the pretty NBA, small. Yes, yeah. but I'm saying, and like compared to general humans, he's not. I'm, I'm not gonna mean like he's small. Yeah, he's he's, like t- he's taller yeah. than me, but I mean, when I refer to him as small, you know what I mean. But he, he's a he's a smaller guy, whereas LeBron is this huge guy. I feel like it's it's not. I wouldn't say easier for you to take over in a game when you're that big, but I feel like it. You're you have more force and more power. You can I feel like you should be able to push through these guys if you're I don't I don't know his exact measurements like six eight or something two fifty maybe something around that. If you're yeah. six eight two fifty somewhere around that range, and then you're six foot and like maybe two twenty two fifteen. I don't know what Curry even is. Probably not even. Over I was gonna 200. say if if you're somewhere around there, it, it's a lot harder. No, you got to be two hundred if if you're yeah. like six foot like yeah, automatically. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like skin and bones though. <laughs> yeah, 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 but skinny. still, I mean, still. I I just you can feel be like, Boban and you know. Well, he's and seven two. Yeah, yeah, but you're automatically like yeah. two fifty. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I I just feel like it was it, it. Like I said, I mean, I'm not saying that it's necessarily different, and you know, LeBron is bad because he couldn't pull it through. But Curry, it's like he gets an excuse. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's also different. They have, they play differently. They they're two different positions, and it's two different. I guess legacies. Two different. They're in two different lights, and it's kind of. Easy to compare and hard to compare at the same time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people aren't seeing it, but I feel like LeBron James at home is seeing it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's going on. So I'm going to wrap up NBA here. Let's get into franchise tag. This is franchise tag here. <laughs> We're a sports podcast. We, yes, sports podcast. That's in the title. That means we can cover any sport we want. We're 20 minutes in, <laughs> and now I'd like to get into some football. Except, by the way, except, what, do, what do you guys think golf. of the new logo, by we're not, the way? It's nice. we're, not, we're not covering golf. We're not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no golf. Yeah, so, no, not at all. So what about fishing? No. Uh, no, no fishing. So, <laughs> so, so we'll cover. We'll put in like our. Uh, you got to put in the bio for the Instagram, like covering all sports, and then like in like I talk except golf and fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on a pod. We're actually on a podcast network called uh, Big Heads Media. They rebranded. It's not Michigan Sports Entertainment anymore. But I am okay. a writer for that company, um, and I haven't written anything yet. But I write. I write for the Lions. It's in Michigan. I can do anything NFL. But the real point here is. Um, I was on a conference call the other day, and we're officially going to be on a radio station, like probably like overnight stuff like that. So they're going to take my podcast and play it. Um, so okay. that's probably going to happen. So make sure we don't curse like that much. We usually don't. We're kind of mindful no, yeah, of that. We're pretty good. We're, we're good. I, I just don't know if Mark's just going to come out and drop the f bomb somewhere. Around <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, that's the announcement. So thank you guys very much for listening to the podcast, by the way. Um, but yeah, let's jump into some NFL here. So I wanted to start with one of Chris's favorite topics here, which no. is following the free agency <laughs> of Gerald McCoy. And we've covered that pretty well throughout his uh, his meetings and stuff like that. So he met up with the Browns, the Ravens, and the Panthers, and he eventually signed with the Panthers. Okay? I don't know the extent of his deal. Do you know? No. At all? I was yeah, just I don't know angry. Either. I didn't it, read it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know the extent of his deal, but I just know he's officially a Panther now. And mind you, it's in the same division as the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers, and his former team, the Bucks. So this came literally right after um, the Bucks announced and Dominic Sue had the number 93, and that was Gerald McCoy's number. And Gerald McCoy has been a Buck for so long, he's the, he's the longest-tenured Bucks player. You can literally retire his jersey if you want to. We're talking that the Cardinals just are, are retiring. Like I, I don't know if they're retiring his number or they're just putting him in the ring of honor or whatever. Carson Palmer is going to be there. So oh, they yeah. don't really have any people, anyone on their team besides him, like Kurt Warner and whoever, to be in 
like considered mm-hmm. that phenomenal of a player. And mind you, Carson Wentz wasn't the best player in the world. He had one phenomenal year, and we thought the next year was going to be in the Super Bowl. It didn't happen. But Gerald McCoy, we're talking about a guy that can actually pass rush through the middle. Like, he can get to the quarterback through the middle. And the only other person in the league who can do that, who's on one of the biggest contracts for a defensive player in NFL history, is Aaron Donald. Yeah. And this guy is much older in age, in football terms, but he's now a Panther. He's in the same division. And th- you do that to a guy like that. You give his number to a guy you signed a one-year deal to because you didn't want to pay Gerald McCoy. I think that's the mo- the biggest sign of disrespect I've yeah, ever seen in my definitely, life when definitely. I first heard like, that. Like, okay, I... I- this will never get to the Panthers. Never. I hope it does. But whoever is listening out there, anyone from the Panthers, why did you have to ruin everyone else's chances by, like, why did the Bucks? I hate them. Why did they have to <laughs> how be they, disrespectful? How do they allow that? Why, why would you give that number away? Because you just caused problems and now you ruined it for everybody else in the division. Literally everyone. No, like, you, I hope to God they go 0-16. I hope everybody in that division... I don't care. The They're going to be better this the year. The Saints can destroy actually. them. And that's a saying a lot that I'm saying the Saints can destroy them and I don't care. I would love to just see them go 0-16 because I hate them. First they bring in Sue and now they let McCoy, who is probably going to go to the Ravens or the Browns, and now he goes to the Panthers because of the, the petty crap that they decided to pull. So okay. I, w- I want to talk about this for a second here. So talking about the signing, and obviously you're very biased because you're wearing all Falcons attire today, <laughs> yes. as you usually do. If we're not recording, he's probably wearing the same thing. I think you wore a jersey last week, and you weren't even on camera. So, <laughs> so clearly you're a big Falcons fan. I've, we've known this for years. But uh, non-bias-wise, and I'm not even a fan of anyone in this division, me and Mark are Giants fans, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a great signing for the Panthers. But he- here's the thing, though. Uh, Gerald McCoy is a really, really, really good player, but I think he's gonna he's gonna be fine here because they just signed what's his name Brian Burns. Uh, they draft in, him, in the yeah. draft, and who else is with them on that? They got Don Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So I think those guys are pretty solid there, and I think I think for team wise, it's a good signing. Like whoever's surrounding you, cool. But I think he would have thrived in Baltimore. I think that would have been his best choice because you got Earl Thomas over there. They had a phenomenal defense last year and the year before. They're very on and off. Their corners are pretty solid. They mm-hmm. were one of the best corners going into like week five or like week 10, somewhere around in those lines, between five and 10. They're ranked one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Jimmy Smith, right? Jimmy Smith, yeah. yeah. And he had a great year. He had a down year later on, um, but he started off hot. So I, I think him there, and they lost, uh, what's his name? I, I'm so Eric bad with names, guys. Uh, no, yeah, they lost Weddle and they on on the line who signed with the. Uh, they lost Suggs too. Suggs, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. I couldn't think of the name. I do this every podcast. I forget every name. But if you turn the camera, oh, if and you turn Mosley, the, yeah, Mosley, yeah. they lose him. So I think you fill a lot of voids there, and I think you're playing with some pretty solid defensive players. Regardless of who you lost, you you aren't going to be declining. I feel like you're not going to pay C.J. Mosley that money. So if you get rid of him, if anything, that's a plus because you don't want to pay that guy that much money for. You know, you know, just for existing. Like he's okay. a solid player, but okay. I, I, I think he would have been so much better on the on the on the see, Ravens. I have, I have a question for both of you because you will be unbiased. Do you think that the Buccaneers are contenders? No, but Probably, I think they'll be better this year. Like Super Bowl contenders. Like yes, sure. No. Okay. Do you think division contenders? Yes. P- please explain to me. That's a good division. Please explain to me how he mentioned he wanted to go to a contender and then went. That's why the Patriots were like the first team on the list. 
and he never met with them. I don't think the Panthers are contenders for your division, but I think that the Bucks are. I, I they did this year at the start. They went five and zero, and then they lost five in a row. Or something no, no, no. Like that. I, I, I think, I think he would have been better off. I mean, that wasn't up to him. They got rid of him, but I think he would have had more of a chance being contenders with the Bucks than with the Panthers, in my opinion. I agree. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, I feel like the he Panthers, wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna stay though. I mean, I feel like they I know, didn't want to. They got rid of him. That wasn't up to him. I know. They didn't want to pay him. But, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like yeah, he, he literally said that. He prefaced that before saying yeah. it. I don't but, know. Yeah. I, I just feel like he the, the Panthers each year, other than the year that they went to the Super Bowl, I feel like they always do that. Like they go on a hot streak and then they go cold real fast. And I don't yeah. understand what happens. Yeah, all the time because uh, they they all click and then. It all goes yeah. downhill, and their defense isn't too solid. But um, but they have no offense now. The only wide receiver oh no. they had was Devin Funches. Yeah, they had the draft career in the th- they had the draft career in the third because they don't think Cam Newton's gonna be ready. Mm-hmm. But well, um, well, there's a lot of videos of him just jogging around. Oh in a yeah, hoodie. well, sure. <laughs> when is he not I, in the hoodie? I, I was, <laughs> or a towel on his head? <laughs> yeah. Dude loves towels on his head, by the way. Um, should, they should like you know co-sponsor that or something. Like yeah. he should like get promoted for that. Like get like a deal or something. Get sponsored and be like, I am. Uh, Cam Newton and I love having and are they NFL towels like the, the team towels is that what it That's, is yeah might right. be like it's a Gatorade the, the white towel, towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 there you That's go. what it is yeah but yeah you know Jeremy McCoy is officially a Panther um that's a big advantage point for him because he's gonna know the ins and out of Jameis Winston and he's probably gonna have to he probably goes up against them every single practice or at least for a couple reps just kind of give him a good look yep and it's a division you already know and apparently he didn't want to leave um where he was already living at so I was already a good choice right away too. Um, so if anything, that's an advantage for him. It's an advantage for the Panthers. They have a solid, more solid defense, and it gives it gives bits and pieces of kind of what you've lost after that Super Bowl loss that they had. Um, but I think Gerald McCoy, whoever he was going to be signed to, I think that would have been a great addition for anyone because mm-hmm. I like Gerald McCoy a lot, especially when he was on NFL one NFL Top One Hundred. He's like on he every always, single he episode. He always has the greatest. Uh, like he compliments about everyone. People, yeah. Dude's like the nicest dude of all time. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull up his press conference real quick, like we were mentioning before. Um, before I'm, this goes wrong here, because I, I have a lot of editing due today. Now I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. I, I don't. We're just gonna play a little I, bit. I know of. we have to, but I don't hear it. <laughs> we don't have to. I, I just want to. Um, here, let's see. I'll, here. I'll cover my ears. <laughs> Panthers. I I don't know. I just I don't I don't like what's going on in my division right now. I'm not very uh, yeah, it's I'm, a little rough for your division. Uh, and and I, I said, when we didn't draft a defensive end, I said, this is going to come back and bite us because we didn't get a defensive end. I mean, I guess by us drafting offensive linemen, it kind of helps. It's probably more beneficial because now we have people to hopefully stop these guys. But I when we didn't get a defensive end, I was like, uh-oh. Good everybody. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank the – you know, the Panthers organization, Mr. Tepper, uh, Mr. Herney, and, uh, of course, of course uh, Coach Rivera um, for believing in me. You know, um, it feels great at, uh, you know, my age to still have a lot of belief. And uh, I'm just extremely excited to get it going. And uh, so everyone says. can't wait. So thank you. This is a 22-minute long press conference. What could he possibly say? your final choice. Yeah, when I when I came on the visit, um, first and foremost, it was a grade A organization, you know, and um, I got to have breakfast with uh, Coach Rivera, and he just seemed so genuine and just like somebody that would, you know, wouldn't lie to you, and he just kept it real. He didn't try and sell the organization or who he was. It just sold itself. And then uh, I had opportunity to go to lunch with some of the players, and um, just had like an instant chemistry. 
right, all right, all right, all right. So, so it sounds like you see these guys twice a year. It, of course, you're gonna have some chemistry. It sounds like he is really into the idea of getting fed while he goes yep. on interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know because that's that. all he mentioned. Well, well, we had a breakfast. We had, bre- and, uh, I had uh, breakfast. We went out to lunch. We had eggs and bacon with Coach Rivera. <laughs> and then for lunch, we just had McDonald's and there was instant chemistry. No, we probably had better than McDonald's. We, we dunked each other's chicken nuggets into each other's ketchups. <laughs> I just knew this is the team I needed to be on. I mean, I honestly like what I. <laughs> Luke Keekley bought me a four for four. What, you know what, what was, I what I find it was funny, dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thomas Davis wasn't there, so we got to talk smack. What I find <laughs> funny though is I feel like this press conference. I don't know how to like give a press conference. I've never done it. I don't know what the steps are leading up to it. No one watches it. But it we just I, cut it off I, after I like ten like, seconds. I feel like that was so unplanned. Like he had no idea what he wanted to say. He's just like, it's a great organization. Well, he just got signed. What are you going to say about the organization? He has to f- no, start I mean, fitting in now. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, you know, you could speak about like you personally, like you, what you want to do for the team. Like, he's just like, I'm excited. <laughs> I look forward to work with a great organization. Like, thank you to the owner. That's all. Like, I, I feel like I, that yeah, is it's all. The, it's the basics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it was yeah. the basics. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I'm not judging him, but I'm just saying like there have been press conferences that I've seen where the team gets like they they get this new guy and they are thrilled to be there. And you can tell that they're Mm -hmm. thrilled to be there based on, you know, how they say it, what they're saying, things like that. Or even if they're not a new team, like if there's a new coach or something, you could tell by like, oh, like, you know, they're really clicking. They like this person, Mm -hmm. whatever you could tell. I just feel like. I don't know. He's just at maximum. At maximum, he spent probably eight hours, a full work day in, in, in the facility. Yeah. Like, that's Max, and he already knew. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be an interesting division, man. Uh, who do you think guys think, just for now, because we're going to talk about this division come later on in the summer, like probably August, maybe late July. Um, and I'm going to talk about this with multiple people, um, some friends that I know. I'm going to have them on call as well who are familiar with the division. But when we talk about it, since you're familiar with this division a lot, who do you think comes out on top realistically? And we talked about this recently. You we haven't you haven't been on the show in a while. Who do you think? And I haven't even—I don't even know your answer. It's pretty tough. I'm going between the Saints or Falcons. I think Devonta Freeman is going to be a big factor. Oh yeah, like, he lost everyone last year, so. Because if he can bounce back to what he was two seasons ago, that's changing the game completely. Like he you was know what the changes same... the game for them is that they're indoors, thirteen games out of sixteen. Oh wow, I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. That's a big step up. So if yep. they can't win like that. Regardless of who's on your team, if you're mm-hmm. if you're inside and you got some practice squad dudes, that's automatically an instant um, help out there. So yeah, I, th- I think it's the Aints or the Falcons. That's what I think. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the Saints have the ver- have one of the hardest schedules in the league coming into this year. But I mean, they're but they're they're talented. They're they're playing a second place schedule, t- first place schedule. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, okay, but I mean, th- this has probably happened. But I know they have a hard. Th- this schedule. has probably happened in other times. I'm just you know a fan of this team, so I know this weird stat of my team and no one else. But <laughs> when we went to the Super Bowl, we played like the toughest schedule. So I wouldn't use that as an indicator of yeah. like, oh, if you're gonna have a great season because they're a good team. Yeah, they're a great team. They they have a lot of talent. So like when you say oh like they're playing one of the harder schedules, I put them in one of the higher up teams. So it's kind of like, all right, if you're if you're saying, you know, like last year how the Cardinals played terrible, and if you said, okay, they're playing one of the toughest schedules, I'd be like, all right, that's that's gonna be tough to rebound from because they're already trying to build, you know, a new, they're trying to have a whole new team and they're building new chemistry, and they played so bad, but I, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think they will be. All right. So speaking of the Bucks, a former Buck wide receiver, Adam Humphreys, 
their slot receiver, their world-famous slot receiver that Jameis Winston loves to throw to, signed with the Titans this offseason. He got a pretty lengthy contract. I think it was like a three-year, $21 million deal or something like that. Just rough estimate. But he was a big factor in getting signed to he, – he had a large chance to get signed with the Patriots. Again, he's a white receiver. You know, Patriots love their <laughs> wide receivers, and he's a slot receiver, so he would have fit in very well there. Because if you're going to use Julian Edelman, he's going to be your outside guy because he just signed another two-year deal with them too. Apparently, Tom Brady's age factor in Adam Humphrey's free agent decision was a big part as to why he signed with the Titans. And this came out of around the NFL. This is where I saw this. Who knows if this is true? But if it is, Adam Humphreys, what are you doing, dude? If you're going to sign a three-year deal with the Titans, you're going to get a solid three years out of Tom Brady, too. And you're going to win a ring. And he goes to the Titans, who have two starting quarterbacks in their lineup, but f- basically backup quarterbacks to each other, Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota. So you do this, and you're going to play with those guys? Yeah, but it all depends on what he wants. If he wants that deal, he's going... Probably. I don't think he's going to get the same deal. He was not going to get that money. But even if he got a two-year deil for no, like but, but $17 saying, million or he, something he like would, that. They, million. They, I don't think they would have given him that. The Patriots? I do not think they yeah, would have given him that. Yeah, that is a pretty good, decent amount of money. That's but. what I'm saying. Because they wouldn't give... I don't know what they gave like Cordero Patterson or Josh Gordon. I don't know what they gave them. Well, Cordero was gone. I think he's on the Browns. Now he's gone. Bears now? Now he's gone. But I'm saying, like, in my eyes, I mean, he's more of a returner. But they'll bring in guys like you know, like Chris Hogan, and I don't think Chris Hogan even had that kind of deal. Yeah, no, I think he put, and, and, and he's Demar- better than Humphreys. yeah. Demarius Thomas didn't even get that kind of deal. Exactly. He got a one year like seven million dollar deal or something and, like that. And they're be- they are better than than Adam Humphreys. Yeah, yeah. So, so I feel like he just went to the Titans purely because he was going to get the money. Most likely he wanted the deal, but yeah. you could have said you wanted the deal. You could you didn't have to say oh, oh Tom Brady being forty two years old. I mean, he just won a ring, but I don't want to sign with that guy. Like. That's not part of it. I know it. That's that, yeah, that the Titans put all their money on the table to get this guy. Obviously, you're going to say yes. Don't act like a factor was Tom Brady's age, which is why he didn't go over there. Max, they were going to offer you a one, two-year deal. Two-year deal if you're lucky. Probably a one-year yeah. deal for like $5 million or they, something. They always do one-year deals. Probably. That's their thing. That's their well, thing. Well, that's how you win. If you yep. win a ring and leave, that's pretty solid. So yep. don't throw Tom Brady's age in there as if you're not going to win the full season. If you want to be out before the playoffs, by all means, sign with the Titans and get your money. But then he'll be able yeah, to that watch. That was the most ridiculous uh, thing I've ever seen. Then he'll be able to watch Tom Brady play. He'll have a lot of time to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that one or two years left of Brady will still be better than Mariota will ever be. Yeah. I've been waiting for Mariota to step up, dude. I've been waiting, and uh, I feel like in that SpongeBob thing where it's like 5,000 years <laughs> later. like that, And I'm still sitting here, and I'm like, dude, you were supposed to be so good. Like, that, there was so much hype behind him, I feel like. Wasn't he a Heisman winner? Who was? Wasn't Mariota Heisman winner? I or was he a runner-up? Something. Like he was that? a runner-up. So. Yeah, so he was, you know, like everyone I think was it was looking, Jameis. Then, that's right, I think so too, because they were came in together. They were the one and two pick. And yeah. both of them are kind of disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, dude. And, and it's kind of They were like, supposed to turn up their third year. What is it, their fifth year now? Something like that, yeah. yeah. you got to be turning it up by now. And now Jameis Winston has Bruce Arians. If you yeah. can't put it together Bruce Aarons, you can't put it together anyone. I'm going to yeah. give Mariota the benefit of the doubt here because he's had four different offensive coordinators since he it got into hard, the league. It is hard, yeah. So that sucks, you know? He has to keep changing the way he plays. Exactly, and, stuff, and he's yeah. a talented player, man. So, honestly, I, I'm going to watch Jameis even more than Mariota this why, year. Why do you look confused, Mark? I'm trying to think. Mariota, listen, Mariota is injured, right? I know that's yeah. probably what you're thinking. I'm going to let you speak well, in a second, but that that you need to, that he needs to kind of take care of, but you have to give him the benefit that he's had multiple offensive coordinators. I just don't know if I'm getting the year on this right. I think the last time he did anything of like relevance was was when he caught a ball by himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the playoffs that year. Yeah, yeah, they made the playoffs a good amount of times. Wasn't it Oakland and them both made it, but then Mariota and Derek Carr both got hurt. They broke their they bro- yeah, they broke fibulas. Their legs, yeah, yeah, the same bone on the same day. And Mar- yeah, Mariota got hurt this past season as well, right? Yep. Yeah. So he's 
He's injury prone. Blaine which Gabbert screws it over, and Blaine <laughs> Gabbert is blah. Yeah, yeah. obviously. But, but yeah. yeah, Adam Humphreys definitely went there for the money because the Patriots are no has to, but I'm that, that he's a good weapon. He's insanely good. He's solid. Don't you yeah. can't tell me if you do, you run out of wide receivers in your in your fantasy league and you see Adam Humphreys just chilling there. He had 14, 14 points the week before. And he has a solid matchup against the Bengals coming next week. Don't tell me you're not going to be well, like. See, Ooh, I, I would have done that on my bench. Yeah, like, I would have done that last year, but I don't know about. We got to see how it plays out this year. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, to be honest, Jameis isn't anything special either, but he used him well. I think Jameis so. is gonna he's he's gonna bounce back at least a little bit, and if he does, I hope. I would hope, hope with the, we got, we got Mike Evans full there and healthy coordinator, the new head coach that they have, they he needs to do something. I love Bruce Arians, dude. Chris Godwin went off last year too. He yeah. had a good season. Yeah, he did. But that was with Brian Fitzpatrick True. at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Jameis comes back, he starts throwing to Mike Mike Evans, and he's not thinking twice mm-hmm. about throwing over there. And he threw to uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson. You can't. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, just, just, this is a disaster. This episode. Just give him a break. He was just trying to eat a W. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh my God. One of the worst pregame speeches, probably of all time. Uh, so I wanted to get into this next topic here, and, and we're gonna love it because he's on my wall over there, uh, <laughs> Mr. OBJ. Um, but four days ago, Be- uh, o- OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., skipped all but one day of Cleveland's voluntary practices, OTAs over the past month, and he recently just came back. Um, and Freddie Kitchens has said that, you know, we're going to be just fine if he does that, but it's exactly what he's going to say. Um, but at the same time, he's also said, uh, Freddie Kitchens, their head coach, that he's missed a lot of the offense in the meantime. And it's his brand new team. You don't know what you're doing when you come back. If he misses OTAs for the Giants, by all means, skip OTAs. You're going to miss some injuries. Because he's been there since 2014. Brand new year, he's on the he's on the Cleveland Browns, and he skips OTAs. But see, a lot of people are freaking out over this. And here's my take on it. If you want to get used to if you want to get the general idea of what the offense is going to be, you go to OTAs just for a little bit. If you want to skip a day, cool, whatever. It's literally voluntary. It's in it's in the discussion of what OTAs is. And Joe Thomas even came out and said like everyone's making this a big deal. We're all going to forget about this as soon as the season starts. And I think it's true. Him missing OTAs isn't the biggest deal in the world. You got other things to think about. That's a big offense, new head coach. There's a lot of things you got to put together. It's not the same team as last year. And you have some new faces there. You got to get used to them. But Odell is going to be that guy who's going to be, you know, the drama queen if he is. He's going to be the the face of the franchise with Baker Mayfield. They have to share it now. So he's a guy that likes a lot of attention on him. So when he doesn't show up to OTAs and people are talking about it, that's exactly what he wants. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. But if Freddie Kitchens is like, listen, I want you to learn these plays because I, I want to get started hot and it's my brand new job. Like, you know he's really got to impress the, the organization because he was going to be a top, you know, choice to be their head coach, but they've had, they had other people in mind. It's the fact that he's in the organization. Don, John Dorsey loves that. He's like, Oh, you're, you're already with the team. You already know how to handle them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about this whole Odell not showing up to OTAs? See, that in my opinion, he's start like he's starting off where he ended up, like where he, where he ended off he was causing issues with the Giants, and it was it was known. I mean, there were there were things that he was doing that you guys would obviously know because you guys are Giants fans, and he was causing issues. And I feel like, and at the end of the day, you know, if the the Browns end up going like let's say eight and eight, no one's gonna think about this. If the Browns end up going, you know, two and fourteen or whatever the schedule will be, maybe it'll be discussed. Here's I, my here's my reaction to what people. When people are freaking out about Odell not showing up to OTAs, 
I'm so sick of these people. (laughs) Sorry, I just wanted to play that. Keep going. (laughs) I I just, I don't, I I think it, it doesn't, like you said, if it was any, like if he was still with the Giants, fine. A lot of players don't go to these voluntary practices. It's not something to be alarmed about. But the fact that he's he has he did not know the playbook. It's a brand new team. He's got to build that chemistry that he doesn't have yet with this these players. I feel like it's just not a good start. I mean, like I said, if they end up doing kind of like better than expected, they end up doing well. No one's really gonna look back on it and care about it. But I just feel like me. I think he should be there. I know it's voluntary, but I think he should be there because it's a whole new system, whole new things, and. Like if you're really there to do the best and try to win this team, help this team win, I feel like you got to be there. All right. So here's what he said at his press conference to begin um, the. Uh, yeah, everybody's out here. They're moving fast. Um, new plays, new position, just everything. Just adjusting to it. But uh, you know, I've always been a, a pretty smart guy as far, as far as when it comes to the playbook. Um, so it won't be anything to pick up. It won't be too hard to pick up. Everywhere. Everywhere, um, it just creates matchup problems. Uh, you know, usually some some receivers are they go to the left side, they go to the right side. Um, when you, when you have somebody who can move all the way around, it, it kind of it helps the offense out more. You can't really game plan for it. You don't know where exactly yeah. I'm going to be. Um, it really just makes it a lot harder for the other team to game plan. So that's what he had to say. Um, he pretty much mentioned at the beginning, if you guys heard that, that um, he, it's not going to be too hard to pick up. Um, you say that now, but when you start the season and with everyone looking at you mm-hmm. and knowing that you're the team that everyone wants to watch from a team that used to go 0-16, 1-15, two years in a row, and now you're a contender with one of the best quarterbacks to come out of that draft class, who was the number one pick, Jarvis Landry, who basically risked, risked it all. Risked? Risked? risked now, I can't say the word. But <laughs> he risked it all to join the Browns, sign with them, knowing that they're the team that they are. To eventually end up getting Odell, you get Kareem Hunt somehow after being kicked off the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb was up for Offensive Rookie of the Year along mm-hmm. with along with Baker. Um, you get Olivier in a trade with the Giants as well. Um, David Njoku. Den- yeah, Njoku. Uh, mm-hmm. What else is on your defense? Demarius, Ran- Demarius Randall, Ward. I can I can name and all now these guys. Have greedy. And greedy. Yeah. So Sheldon Richardson. Tell me right now that that's not a team. You're going to watch every Sunday, at least on Red Zone or whatever channel they're on, you're going to want to see those guys play and see how they mm-hmm. perform. Especially the first snap they're going to take with Baker and Odell on the outside. You're going to want to see that. So I don't understand why Odell just thinks it's like, oh, it's not going to be too hard to pick up. If you somehow perform this right away, everyone's going to forget about it, yes. But if it doesn't happen, they're going to rewind that same clip and say, oh, yeah, was it really easy to pick up? I guess not because you weren't showing up to OTAs. Whatever he does is just going to come bite him you know just bite him at the end of the day well i mean the thing that i've read on comments under videos like this or under comments for the for posts that'll say you know he wasn't at the practices whatever the case uh there were honestly a lot what i was surprised about is there were a couple of uh like a handful of people that i read and they were giants fans i'm assuming and they were saying like oh like good like i like we were sick of this like at least he's not our problem anymore and i mean i was surprised by that because Yes, I'm one to say he he did cause issues. Like, I was one that agreed with that, and I wasn't a big fan of that. But I was surprised to hear it coming from fans because from what my understanding is and being in this area, I felt like everyone was kind of upset about it. 
Like, yeah. So I was I was very surprised to see people kind of you know against him already. Kind of like you know, thank God we got rid of him because I I feel like it doesn't matter. You're not filling that spot. As a Giants fan, I'm not against him, and and Mark can probably vouch for me on this. We're not against him in any way. We probably we definitely wish this guy the best because he was traded. It's not like he left us. You know what I mean? We gave him that mm-hmm. contract that mm-hmm. he wanted, so we wanted to keep him. We did everything in our power to want to keep him. It's just we have a bozo there as GM right now who really yeah. has to prove himself this year if Daniel Jones is the guy. We'll get into that guy in a second. But we're not against him. We're just looking at this and thinking, listen, he did this with us, and the only way he got his contract is by showing up to these practices and you know he does want the attention on him. And when Odell doesn't, and when Odell doesn't get the ball from Eli, you could see on film this guy just raises his hands, thinking he's like, "How come I'm not the only one getting the ball here?" Mm-hmm. And that's the baggage you're gonna have to live with when it comes to him. You know what I mean? And I watched Hard Knocks last year. Jarvis Landry definitely made himself known that I'm the alpha male here. And now you bring Odell in there, you got both of those guys in there. And I wouldn't say Jarvis is as big. Of you know of a baggage as Odell is no, but Jarvis will start fights with his own teammates for the love of the game. This guy wants to play some football, and he will stir up some things with the, even with his own teammates. Whatever it takes um, to win some games, and Odell's gonna have to have that same grit kind of, but at the same time compose himself. I don't know the way his narrative is in this league now. He's gonna he's either has to say nothing or say something, and I don't know. He has so much expectation expectations. Well, yeah, on him. I mean the the scary thing is. And I guess we kind of saw it a little bit with the Giants is that I feel like he was also very it was his first year or so in the league so he wasn't really established yet but when Coughlin was there he kind of started to you know tame him he wouldn't kind of put up with everything that he tried to do as much as when he was gone and now you know all the antics that are going on I feel like a lot of that didn't go on when Coughlin was there and where I'm going with this is that I feel like the the Browns having like a newly established kind of organization now like they kind of bloomed into this new organization I feel like it's going to be very hard for them to kind of tame him right away because they don't have that like Tom Coughlin for example you don't you don't have somebody like that to be like you know has dealt with this in the past and is like stop it they have that authority they know what to do with it I feel like if they let it get out of hand it can become very messy very quick and not just with him just with the team in general. Mark, what do you think? Did the Browns keep everything in order with Odell in their locker room, or you kind of expected this type of thing from a Giants fan such as ourselves? I think everyone's blowing this up like so You think much. missing OTAs is kind of whatever? It's nothing. Like, it was nothing it, for oh, us because even he not, knows the offense already. Because you got to think about it from his standpoint. He's a receiver who's been in the league since 2014, so he knows what he's doing. Also, the factor of... Odell and Jarvis playing together at LSU. There were never any problems among them. In fact, they were loving playing together. Brad and, Wing. Yeah. <laughs> and Brad Wing. And Brad I, how, Wing. Could, how could I forget about him? Oh, yeah, of course not. But I don't see anything but success coming from this team. I don't think it matters that he missed some voluntary OTAs at all. The second they lose, though, they're going to get some backlash. Oh, yeah. They're the, gonna like, they lose one game, and everyone's going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> as, as if they never lost before. Yeah. They're going to have a post-game press conference, and Freddie Kitch is going to be like, we've lost before and everyone knows that okay one one yeah he had a change from McAdoo wait what did you say McAdoo and Coughlin what did he, you say? first he was studying under Coughlin for 2014 and 15 and then 2016 was McAdoo no I thought, I thought McAdoo was the offensive coordinator and then he became the head coach yeah and then he was making play calls Mac, McAdoo was making the calls I'm sorry the I'm sorry my bad he went from McAdoo being the offensive coordinator and then Pat Shermer took over okay. after after him Okay, so but, that's two different. Play but points. what I'm saying is, at that point, when when you're a player like like of his caliber, when you come into that uh, into that organization as a coach, 
you are now you can have your own scheme but you got to kind of work with what you have does that you get what i'm saying like you have your players hold on you have your players and that's what you're working around when you go into the organization they're not going to necessarily cater to what you want to do they have their play call system that clearly worked now you tweak it because you have odell so i'm not saying it's going to be the exact same but what i'm saying is it's it's not going to be necessarily he's not going to be necessarily doing everything he's been doing. So I feel like he still should go at least to get chemistry, even if it's the route running. Even if that's probably why he's not going though, because he probably already thinks he has some chemistry. But, with but that's what team. I'm saying. Even if he he can run the routes, okay, cancel that out. Minus that, you got to get chemistry with your team. You got to get chemistry with the quarterback, especially and your other receivers, because when you're playing when you're running that route, you know, let's say he's running like an out route. You know, Eli could throw to him at a different time than Baker throws to him. So if he's used to turning and the ball is right there and he's going to grab it, he's already bracing for it once he turns, whereas Baker might throw it later on and it throws off his whole catch. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. you got to build chemistry, and I feel like it just isn't a good start. I'm not saying he's... It's it's the worst thing in the world. Like I said, I'm not saying you know I'm he's, sure all, the team he's a horrible care. person. He's not bad person. I'm just saying it's just not a good start, in my opinion. I'm sure the team doesn't care as much, but Freddie Kitchens definitely does. For he's sure. made it known. Hundred yeah. percent. He's made it known. Um, but he's back now. Odell's, you know, taking some catches by Baker and and listen. I don't know if you guys saw this clip, but he jumps for one ball, not a one-handed catch, just went down the middle. It's for drills. He's not going up against anyone. No cornerbacks. No no defensive yeah. backs. And everyone's like, "Yo, these this, these guys are dangerous." <laughs> and then I saw that. I'm like, "There's nothing to be excited about here." He just threw a ball to a wide receiver. Like That's I would it. hope. So if that doesn't tell you that everyone's watching them, (laughs) yeah, yeah. If that's if that doesn't tell you that everyone's already watching them, then I don't know what is. But speaking of the Browns again, uh, (laughs) so I'm laughing about this, but I want to I want to preface this first with uh, Duke Johnson has come out and said to the the uh, the press, especially for the Browns, um, and their media, saying that he no longer wants to be a Brown. He feels like he's unwanted, and apparently there's been trade rumors for a very long time. He's he came out and said he wanted he demanded a trade. And possible suitors were the Eagles, Texans, and Jets. Obviously, the Jets ended up signing uh, Le'Veon Bell to that giant deal. Um, what was the other team? Uh, the Eagles ended up uh, drafting uh, Miles Sanders, right? Yeah, in the draft, they had Jordan Howard, too. Yeah. And so they don't need a running back right now. And the only thing left is really the Texans. I think if they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna make a push for a trade, I think that's his best bet. Um but what do you guys think of uh, Duke Johnson trying to get out of there? It sucks that they're training him that way, but again, you have Nick Chubb and you have Kareem Hunt. Those are the guys you really want in the backfield. And Duke Johnson's been there since they were 1-15 and 0-16. And he's been there since then. I think he got drafted in 2015 in like the second, third round or something like that. Well, because it was what? Him and Isaiah Crowell? Is that who it was? Yeah, Crowell. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it sucks. I guess, you know, it just is unfortunate. I mean, for him, it's unfortunate that they ended up getting Nick Chubb who's doing solid and then Kareem Hunt, the whole situation, now he's there. Yeah, you guys ruined my whole fantasy uh, strategy (laughs) here. Like, who am I going to pick now? I mean, I I just... (laughs) It's messed up. I just, I feel bad for him, but I think he will be... He can do something somewhere else where that other place is right now. We don't know, but something that we... He's a solid passing running back. Exactly, and something that we can't control and we won't know until it happens is the preseason is notorious for torn ACLs. So... If a running back that we're talking about right now ends up going down with an injury, even if it's temporary, not you know a season-ending injury, even if it's a couple weeks, he might get signed because of that. Like that's a, that's an open position. Do you want to hear what Freddie Kitchens said on Duke Johnson still wanting to be traded? 
sure. even though he said it a while ago. Let's hear it. So Freddie Kitchens says, he wants to get traded, I want to win the lottery. <laughs> so that's what he had to say. I'm sure he'll be traded before midseason. And I don't even think, he, I think he's going to be traded before the season even starts. But I don't know. That was funny from Freddie Kitchens to, <laughs> to be saying that. I'm, not, I'm liking him. <laughs> I, no, I've liked Freddie Kitchens, for, Freddie Kitchens for a while. He's always been a good coach and a running back coach because you really saw once he became the interim head coach, Baker Mayfield was like, yes, like yeah. this is my guy here. Yep. So that's how you know it's going to be a good pairing between those guys. Yeah. Um, What else do I got here? We're going to jump into what Mark has in a second. But have you guys seen uh, what NFL memes ended up making? Uh. They ended up putting the features to what to to make one of the worst quarterbacks of all time. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. So, Mark, Mark, <laughs> did you see this at all? No. This so pretty funny. much, they they said, Kirk Cousins clutchness, for their head, <laughs> their head, right? Uh, Cam Newton's post game attire, <laughs> Lamar Jackson's accuracy for an arm, <laughs> Philip Rivers pull up game, <laughs> pull out game. I think I said pull up. Yeah. Like a pull up jumper? No, pull out game. <laughs> Tom Brady's mobility, RG3's knees, Aaron Rodgers' leadership, oh, <laughs> Eli Manning's arm strength, um, and the other arm, Kyler Murray's height, Nathan Peterson's decision-making. That definitely rounds it up pretty solid. Yeah, I can One of the worst that. quarterbacks of all time. Is there anything else you could add you know, there? You know what I'm surprised? I'm surprised I put Jameis Winston's uh, pregame speeches in there. I'm surprised they didn't put Andy Dalton anything from him in there. How is Blake Bortles not on this? Yeah, that too. I'm pretty sure there's there's not a lot to go around here. Yeah. <laughs> but still. <laughs> like Andy Dalton's like, I don't know, just just throw him in there like eyebrows. I don't know. Just something stupid. Just just to get him in there. I don't know. Just Do you guys think Anthony a- Anthony? Andy Dalton will be a, a Bengal after this season? No. No. They got rid of their head coach, so they have no reason to keep him anymore. I I, I don't think he, he hasn't did, did they draft a quarterback? It doesn't matter. There's I don't a remember. huge quarterback. There's a huge yeah, that's Con- next year. Oh, next year, all next year there's a huge draft. I think Tua, Jake from I think they'll draft one but Herbert. hold on to him. I don't for like two I years. Don't, but see, I don't see no, a use. No, definitely for not. I think they, I think they're either exercising his no, they don't have an option on him, but I think it's it's like his last year of the contract or something. I don't like see that. a use for him. He just don't like quote, their, don't quote me on that. But. Just like with their head coach, they I think the main reason they got rid of their head coach is he just couldn't get the job done. And I feel like, you know, Andy Dalton also is part of that. He could not get the job done. They get to the playoffs. No, he's always 8-8. Eight and eight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if they get to the playoffs, they can't Seven win. 7-9. and nine. And if not, I mean, it's a big part of that is also A.J. Green is always injured. So when your number one target is always down, that's it's hard to play with. But still, that's you're an NFL quarterback. you got to work with what you're given. You can't be getting being like the face of the team and constantly letting everybody down it's eventually it's going to get old and they're going to move on from you and sadly that offensive line is atrocious yes no 100 <laughs> so. percent. they just drafted one right yeah they did in the draft yeah they did yeah, yeah. so a, they're trying to fix end. it yeah. and a tight end a tight yeah a blocking tight end to help wow why yeah. are there so many tight ends in this draft that <laughs> I got drafted really don't i don't know. understand two of them in the same team got drafted in the first in round in the first round by also by Font on the on the Broncos I, who have who have a tight end already. But I don't even draft tight ends in the first round of fantasy. So we're getting rid of tight ends. So why we discussed yeah. this last week? Yep. I, I'm, okay. fine I'm glad you listened. Are you, everyone, you're on board. If everyone's fine with it. I'm fine with it. Oh yeah, now you are. <laughs> we won't get into oh, this. For, we'll get into this for the after. people. You're just you're just speaking for the people. <laughs> we, I had like a I had like a two two hour conversation with Mark saying like yo we should have just do double flex like if you still want your tight ends or you still want your 17 tight Ready? ends on your bench you could have them but uh, you can do you, but but 
we want we don't want. I have an idea. Position. Nine flexes. <laughs> yes, for all nine of your tight ends. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into this real quick. So the Patriots just released Austin Superior and Jenkins. Old man Jenkins. In lieu of Benjamin Watson being suspended four games for PEDs. That means they're pretty short on tight ends right now. And in the draft, they didn't even bother drafting a tight end because they never even got they didn't even fall to them. And Gronk is coming back. That's what I'm getting to now. So He's coming back, apparently. According so the Patriots, Patriots team executives believe that Rob Gronkowski will come out of retirement at some point and return to the team. Gronkowski said a few days ago that he is content with retiring and not expected to come back. But this is the Patriots. So yeah, but like, what are, what are they gonna just give him some like give him like a party and he's gonna party and be like, I'll play again. Like, what I'll, what are they gonna do? We'll play for champagne. That's his favorite oh. thing in the world is to party and girls. That's those, those are his two favorite things. So they're not gonna sign him to. I don't know. No, what, you know what they need to do? This will he he will get a deal if he gets like a sixty. Well, he still like get, six point nine million. No, he still gets contract. He, still gets, he just loves the number sixty nine. He still gets paid whatever's left on his contract. He just joins the team and that's, what is, what is left on his contract? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know what. How, what his deal was, but because uh, honestly, I don't, I don't know. That's such a Patriots thing to do, though. I'm so yeah. I'm not happy about it. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my charger real quick for the laptop, but you guys keep going. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I I just feel like it's such a Patriots thing to do. Like they, they would do that, and it, just when everyone's like, let's go, like you know, Gronk is out, everybody like they're gonna start falling apart, and now it's like, oh great. <laughs> I, I hope to God he does not come back. That's going to be an instant upgrade again. Yeah, but I feel like all he's been doing in the offseason is just partying. Like, that's that's all he did. That's all he does. Yeah. So I feel like that's all he's been doing. So that is, like, his natural habitat. Why are you going to – there's no way he's just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go play football again instead of party 24-7. Like, I don't – So you don't, don't think he it. comes back? I don't – There's he, a solid chance he comes back. Well, I think if they decided to get rid of Jenkins, there's, there's a reason behind that, which could now be that. But why would they do that? Because ASJ's fine. Because I, I don't know. Because they're just that's them. I, I don't know what to if tell Benjamin you. Benjamin Watson didn't get suspended. I understand see, if you release him. The but. thing that, in my opinion, Benjamin Watson came out of retirement. I feel like the, if they had Gronk, they just wasted that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That was yeah. such a waste. And in his, that's messed up and like disrespectful to him. Because he came out of retirement for you guys to play for you. And if you just get something, like you bring Gronk back and now he gets overlooked again. Because they can run a two tight end set. They've run that a lot in the past. But I just, I feel like that would be no point. An hour ago, Woj said, Brooklyn is trading Alan Crabb and number 17 pick in the 2019 draft. And protected first in 2020 to Atlanta um, for Torian Prince and 2021 second round pick. Wow. They're making some space for a free agent, man. Wow. Well, that, Kyrie. No, that's the perfect piece for them now because all they needed was a stretch four. But listen, Knicks have two Kyrie. max slots. Nets have two max slots. Clippers have a path to get two max slots. Lakers have a max slot plus the number four pick and assets to make a major move. So that means that makes the Knicks 05 percent a contender to be to be able to get these guys. I'm telling you right now, Knicks are getting Terry Rozier and Markeith Morris. Right now. I'm telling you right now. That's who we're signing with our max slots. And when that happens, Mark, just let you me know, uh, we're going to come on the podcast. I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to do like from, what is it, George of the Jungle? He's like, now is the part where we throw our heads back, <laughs> back and, and laugh. laugh. <laughs> Ready? Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll join you if that happens. That, that oh is, that's, yeah, that's not looking good for the Knicks now. Uh, so Kyrie yeah. to the Nets. Is that what's happening? 
Cause, Possibly. Cause I think I, that's even more likely Because that. what I said, like, I think it was in, right before we started, I got the notification and it said Kyrie, is there's a good chance he's going to the Nets. And then you just mentioned that. So If they get Kyrie and R.J. Barrett, that would be ridiculous. He's not falling to 17. Who are you talking about? The Nets? Mm-hmm. They have would, a later pick, right? They don't have a pick anymore. They just traded it away. Yeah, I was going to say, they oh, did what are you have talking no, about Didn't pick? you just say they traded for Torian Prince and like the fourth pick? Wait, no. And their 17th pick. And that's their first pick. Since oh yeah, no way are they getting since Barrett. that trade that they made oh, with the Celtics. Okay, okay. So I heard you, you wrong. Yeah, heard no, you wrong. it's the first three picks. So th- if the Knicks get RJ, I think Kevin Durant will be more inclined to go there. But it's looking like if Kyrie goes to the Nets, Kyrie's just gonna go over there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah that's what's gonna happen <laughs> here. <laughs> ASMR. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> no, I hate ASMR, by the way. Uh, so let's get into this real quick. So. Terrell Pryor is officially signed with a team, that Let's being go. the Jacksonville Jaguars, who now have Nick Foles at quarterback, who is officially back in OTAs after we were reported last week um, he was missing. And uh, unfortunately, it was a family issue that we're not going to get into, but he is officially back. Um, so Terrell Pryor, good sign. Again, he's he still holds the record for the longest quarterback run of all time, 93 yards. Against the Steelers, right? And he's a wide yeah. receiver, and he did well in the Browns. He didn't play for the Redskins. He went to the Jets, didn't play, and now he's to the Jags. Honestly, Jags never like signing number one wide receivers, so he's a pretty good solid. I think solid, he could do well for them. <laughs> I think so. I too. think he can do well for them. I w- think, watch uh, him have no yardage at all this year, and I'm talking like 500 yards receiving, maybe. Not ready. And he gets like 10 touchdowns in the end zone in the red zone. This is just because Nick Foles is like, yeah, he's tall. Now ready? I, I I figured it out. I think I know what they're doing. So Nick Foles can only win in the playoffs. So they're gonna make. Terrell Pryor, the quarterback, <laughs> all season, <laughs> and hope that they go to the playoffs, and, and then, then they're going to play Foles. Foles. I mean, DeFilippo is their <laughs> coordinator now, so. What is he? Is he their head coach? Was he from the Vikings or something? He was something? from the Vikings. Yeah. He got fired midseason. Yeah, that's what I thought. I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah, so yeah, it could happen. But, that, but you know, now Terrell Pryor's over there. I think I mean, that's a good addition. I want to see this guy perform because so he, he could, he's a pretty solid wide receiver, especially when he was with the Browns. Yeah, he they, had over 1,000 yards. Yeah. So he can do it. He can do it. So, uh, you just got to give him the right opportunities. So go do it now. You got the opportunity. <laughs> so go, go do it. Uh, so let's get into some more NFL news here. Uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco 49ers have signed offensive tackle Joe Staley. Staley? 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 I think it's Staley. <laughs> to a two-year contract extension through 2021. This guy is never going to retire, is he? No. He's been in the league for a while that was like, when that, Kaepernick was around he yeah, was there but that, yeah. but that reminds me of like Joe Thomas on the Browns like, it was the same thing yeah he was, he was like there forever he's 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 a 49er for life yeah, man it's forever if he solid if, signing if they get rid of him yeah. I will like personally go to San Francisco and yell at them you know why this is solid you just can't because do that. the 49ers have been drafting offensive linemen offensive tackles in the first round of every draft for the past couple years and defensive players which led them to where they are now and the only money, the amount of money that they paid for Jimmy Garoppolo is the only thing that needs to pan out for them. And if I'm a team, I'm glad I paid that money to Jimmy Garoppolo because it's like if you don't perform now, you know we can get rid of you and we still got to have all these other players playing for us. Well, and, well I mean, you know? when you think about it, yeah, they they paid him, they paid so not, Sherman. Yeah, so it's not like it's a team that doesn't have anything around them because again, they got Bosa in the draft, mm-hmm. they got um, D Ford, so they're bringing all these guys in. If a quarterback doesn't work out for them, that's not the end of the world. Plus so I got, feel like that's their perfect position to be in. If Garoppolo does somehow not do well or even average this season, I think he'll be fine. They got Nick Mullins at backup, who surprisingly had a really good rookie season. No, 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 no. 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 He if, won against bad teams. If if that happens, 
then everybody pick up George Kittle because that's all that happened. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mullins and Beathard are just going to be throwing to Kittle the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, having just him as a weapon, that's pretty good because Marquise Goodwin was hurt for most of that season. And he's going to be and back. And same thing with Garcon. So he was throwing to thir- third string wide receivers and Kittle and making things happen. So I think as a rookie, that's impressive. Heavy emphasis on Kittle. <laughs> yeah, but very emphasis on Kittle. Kittle very much emphasis on Kittle. Um, but yeah, that's going on there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so recent news uh, earlier today. Former Jets wide receiver Jermaine Curse is signing with the Detroit Lions. What do you guys think of this signing? Especially, you have Kenny Galladay over there. You lose... Uh, I was almost going to say you lost Golden Tate, but he's been on two teams since then. <laughs> but... Uh, you still you have Marvin Jones who's out Jones, for yeah. a majority of the season who I still think is a pretty solid wide receiver. He comes in. Do you think he adds any any type of benefit for them overall? Because I feel like after the Seahawks, even which he didn't get much work over there, he went to the Jets. Yeah, he didn't do know. anything. He him, didn't. He him didn't and, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's all I could say yeah, about that. Yeah, he yeah. might get like you know three hundred yards and maybe like him four, and two, three touchdowns on the season, something like that. I don't see much. Curse and Pryor are going to be wide receiver threes. Like they're just there for depth. That's what I think. I don't think they're Pryor who? Instant. Terrell Pryor and Jermaine Curse. I, I think Terrell Pryor is going to have a bigger role than Jermaine Curse. I thought you were saying that they're on the same team. No, like, no, 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 no. You're just saying in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, I, no, I think I think Terrell Pryor is going to have more of a role. So here's more, the, co- I think so too. Here's the contract that Jermaine Curse signed. So they're giving former Jets wide receiver Jermaine Curse a one-year, one point three million dollar deal with a max value of two point three million, including three hundred fifty thousand dollars guaranteed not a bad signing you got him on a rental basically yeah yeah and it's not even a rental because this dude's been jumping around the league for a little bit yeah i I think he's still got talent but i don't think he he's definitely not one of those names that when they the free agency first hit everyone's like oh i gotta have jermaine (laughs) better get on this team (laughs) yeah even if jermaine curse if it wasn't terrell Pryor that signed um with the jaguars if jermaine curse went over there i would be like yeah it makes sense yeah like (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> he's one of those one uh, wide receivers too. Who it kind of just makes sense. Um, what else we got here? Do you guys have anything else in mind? Actually, we'll let's. I think if I don't find anything else here, we're gonna do the Mark thing. We're gonna do Mark's uh, little Mark, idea that he. It's had. your time to shine. Yay! Hello, welcome to Mark's corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here here's the deal for Jeremy McCoy. By the way, before we get started, so Carolina cleared out nine million in cap space over the past week by officially releasing offensive tackle Matt Khalil and restructuring contract for Torrey Smith, which was a very big indicator that um, the Panthers are going to take him. So it paved the way for uh, defensive tackle Gerald McCoy, whose one-year deal is worth up to $10.25 million oh my the Panthers. God. So they got him on one year. But that's a lot of money for one year. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> The Dominican Sioux is getting paid the exact amount. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason the Bucks got rid of McCoy is because you didn't want to pay an extra three mil. Yeah. Uh, three mil to this organization. That's just uh, sad management, right? They probably there. have a, a decent cap room. Are you sure? Oh, that- before people start commenting on our things that I don't look up cap space, um, you're right. But if I do look it up, which I'm not going to do now because I'm lazy, because we're going to get into something in a second, I don't know. I don't know what their cap space looks like. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. All right, Mark, take it away. Uh, he gave the phone to me. He gave so. it, why would you do? I use your time to shine, and you gave up your spot. He lost, er- Eric's he lost show. it. He's got to take it. My show, but I gave you the opportunity. But it, but it was, it was your. He asked if we had anything else to say. 
That was your turn to be like, yes, I do. Here we go, Mr. 11%. I'm the Calvin Ridley. I'm the third string. No, you're, you're Mohamed it. Sanu. That's Stop Julio it. Jones. Stop it. Right, First here we of go. all, I'm wearing Julio, but anyway. <laughs> all right, so who is this from? Uh, this it says it on the top somewhere over here. What? According to SBNation.com, wide receiver group rankings. This is for the 2019 season? Yep. Just go through like the top five. I don't, I don't want to go through uh, all. I might. We, we got some time. It is hot in here, though. So number one is the Falcons. Not too bad because they got Calvin Ridley coming into the second year Julio Jones just got another did he get his deal no he did not he didn't okay not yet. so that's that's fun Mohamed Sanu Mohamed Sanu yes he's still on the team well yes um number two is the Browns who we've discussed in detail on this episode yeah number three is the Rams number four is the Vikings now that's questionable I think that, I, would yeah. move, I would move the Vikings to three just according Whoa. to this list I think what no down more, man. The Vikings? What is because that's only Diggs and Thielen. They're talking only? about like a, they're talking about a wide receiving group, like a core. But like I'm talking yeah, but I'm talking about coming into this year. I'm not acting as if they're people aren't injured. The Rams have injured wide receivers. True. Yeah. And Cooper Cup. I and just I, th- I still think Vikings are down. There, I think there are other teams that have three starters. That I think the Vikings better. just have a, a better core overall. I think the Rams have a lot to prove coming into this year. I wouldn't just put them third. You do know Brandon Cooks was awful in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Hey, and he, um, and he got a five-year deal that he's probably not worth. Hey, why don't why don't you tell Mark where the Giants fell on that? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there, but <laughs> it's pretty bad. Listen, the Bengals are at five. I want to hear your statement about this because yes, you have, you, you have AJ Green, you have John Ross who is has one leg. Yeah, but he's, and, they're trying to get rid of him. They don't want him. Yeah, they don't want him. Why are they and trying Tyler to get Boyd. rid of him? I don't so know. You mean they're to tell trying... me? You mean to tell me I can't put the Vikings at three? Because you think Tyler Boyd, a one-legged John Ross, and A.J. Green, who was injured all season and who's injured a lot, all the time. Oh, something's happening with the microphone. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, I think we're good. Something happened there. But you mean to tell me you'd leave the the Bengals there? No. He likes that. If, they, if they do get rid of John Ross, oh, then okay. definitely. Please. Give me a break. Ready? Ready? Okay, this is your skip moment. Um, So, skip. so, so you think... Let, let me see that for a second. Let me just hold that so I can personally look at at this so um let's see um my water's not even cold anymore oh no yeah mine's not either <laughs> let's see okay they, they're significantly behind but um so you what you think that the giants are a lot further behind the Bengals in terms of their receiving core yeah in what way we don't have a clear like AJ Green is an elite wide receiver. We don't have it an elite. Yes, wide I receiver I anymore. agree with that. Keep going. And, it was out half the season. Exactly. I was gonna get there, but keep going. And Tyler Boyd and John Ross did great. No, John season. Ross did not. John Ross didn't do anything. John Ross, his first year had a catch, maybe. Yeah. I think he this, was a speedster though. But it doesn't matter. This year he had a, like ten receptions. Yeah, three he, touchdowns. he doesn't do anything. Tyler Boyd stepped but yet again, up. He's the third string we're talking about. But but it doesn't but matter. But he was a first round pick. But okay, if, he's not a if, third round pick that just so happens if, to be on the you Bengals. Put, if you put these names, like if you look at the people in front of them, so the Falcons, their third guy is Calvin Ridley. The Browns, is it Higgins? Is that their third guy? Callaway. 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 Uh, they Ram, still have Higgins. Rams. Who is their third guy? Technically, Woods. Cup. Woods. So Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikings' third guy is Treadwell. Is that who it is? It might be. They want to. I don't. Did they get rid of him? I don't know. I don't know. But, but they can still have him, but they want to get rid of him. But what I'm saying is... He's the John Ross of the Vikings. Yes, but but the other three that I named in front of them, 
they're significantly better I would say, than John Ross. Significantly better. I'm not saying that these guys are 100% right, by the way. I don't agree with everything that they have here. Well, yeah. We're just arguing with the way you're justifying it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't... I don't think that their their core is is really good because like I said AJ Green if you're gonna I, I know you can't say okay he, he had an injury but he's an injury every year like if there's a, like an injury once in a while like Cooper Cup as of right now he just got injured last year and we're hoping he's healthy for the whole season if he gets injured one year okay fine like he just had an injury but it seems like AJ Green's always hurt so he's their number one but it's kind of like well can you really rely on him you know what I'm saying. It's kind of at that point. And then John Ross does nothing as their third, or at least in my opinion, they're not utilizing him correctly. But Tyler was Boyd a rookie is, last year, correct? No, two years ago. <laughs> no. Oh, my bad. He, was okay. in, he, he got injured again for his rookie season. Jesus. Yeah. And, and, then, and then Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is doing well. He's, yeah. he's doing pretty well. I like him well. a lot. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. So he's like the only one he's that like I would say. He's like a wide say, receiver too, 100%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's doing pretty pretty well. Let's keep going down this list. Uh, what did you Did you end up at five? I ended up at Bengals, yeah. Uh, number six is the Raiders. Uh, okay. Number seven is the Eagles. Yeah, like I don't agree with that because they only have Antonio Brown. And well, they haven't proven anything yet. I think they're, they're just going off like guesses. They're making they assumptions. Think. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the, not... the experience that the receivers already have. That's what they're going off of. Tyro, well, they just picked up Tyro Williams, right? He's not bad. He's, that's a good. That's a good pickup. But they have no third guy. They have that's a, my point. AB is their number one. He's the two. Um, they don't have a third. Yeah, they lost Jared Cook. He's on the Saints. What about? Do they have Seth Roberts? Is he gone? He's still there. He always makes an appearance mm-hmm. every now and then. He's their third slash fourth. Yeah, I um, think the, I they had Jordy last year. He's not there anymore. Like, I think the Eagles should be higher on that list. Having who are the uh, three? Nelson, have, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and Deshaun Jackson. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Nelson Aguilar. He he got so much better. He used he, to he suck. Did, no, he used he, to be he, horrible. Well, okay, when the bar is that low, when he got drafted, nobody liked him. That's the thing. When the, <laughs> oh, they have okay. Hunter Renfro from Clemson. Ah, uh, okay. He's they're going to be the three. JJ Nelson. He's basically their three because he was on the Cardinals. Remember him and Jerome Brown? Oh, him and the Brown Army. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jerome Brown, John Brown. Uh, then, then yeah, Hunter eight, Renfro will probably be their number three. Eight is the Chargers, nine is the Texans, and ten of the Bears. Say it again. Eight is the Chargers. Eight is the Chargers. So I, I, I know, I know I'm that. going into the, this right. team in depth, but I, really, I like their wide receiver core, especially Mike Williams steps up. So who's after the Chargers again? The Texans. Texans. So you got D-Hop and Will Fuller when he's If healthy. Will Fuller is healthy, yes. yeah. Sean Watts is going to use that dude. He always too. does. And like, they got that QT guy. Kiki, oh, yeah. QT? Oh. Yeah. Kiki. Yeah, he had a solid year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah like, and yeah. then 10 of the Bears, and the Bears have... Yeah, like, I don't agree with that. What, they're, Alan, they're, Alan Robinson? Yeah, right? they have Alan Robinson. They have... Was it, was it Miller? Anthony Miller or something like that? Yeah, and then they have Taylor, Taylor Gabriel. Gabriel. Taylor and, Gabriel. And I I, know, I mean, I they drafted... He put up numbers this year, Taylor They drafted Calvin Ridley's brother. So he's gonna Ooh. be he's gonna be in there too. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got him in like the fourth round or fifth round but or something. Team. That's the thing. All three of them are just average. Like none of them are. Like, We're talking about another like fifteen teams after these guys. So I don't know how they're so high. Okay, but yeah. but you want me to, you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah, keep going all the way. Okay, we'll uh, just we'll go like not too slow, but we'll just skim past every. Okay, team. eleven are the Cowboys. Cowboys, they the Mari Cooper. Great core. Right I now. think that should be high. Cole Beasley's gone though. I think they. Randall Cobb. I think they should be in front of the. No, the I, don't, I don't care about him. No, Mark. He He's barely scared, pl- that scares me, man. No, it doesn't. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he signed a one-year deal, like a one-year rental. He can do. He, he did nothing he with the Packers. Productive. He can be productive, man. If, no, if I had to say why Absolutely the Cowboys not. are that are that low, and people would not like me for this, I think it's because of Dak. 
I know it's a receiving core, but I think that their receivers He's are not, not that good either. That's what I'm saying. I think <laughs> I think that their receivers are what not. What has he done besides that first year he came in with the best but, offensive line before they but got that's injured? That's what I'm saying. I know it. It's not di- like a direct impact because this is re- like ranking the receiving core. But I feel like the receiving core is not living up to their potential because he cannot make plays. I think that's why. That's where I'm going with it. Because I feel like Cooper and Cobb can can be pretty good. And then who is their next Alan, guy? Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns. He's not bad. He, bro- he, he was out for the season, yeah. like half the season, more T- than half the and season. And then Tavon Austin. So you know they, why they they brought back Alan Hearns because they felt bad that they're like, oh, we can't get rid of you after you broke your leg. That's that's the reality of that. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, th- I think they should have been ahead of the Bengals. I'm not saying that they should have been five. Right, let's keep going. Michael, What's the number we're at? And uh, we Gallup. are at 11, 11 so we have a lot 11. to go. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll just so, so we'll, yeah, the 12 are the Colts, 13 are the Lions, 14 are the Steelers. What? Fi- How is the Steelers not, like, out of the top 10 or in the top 10? Because they only have Juju. No, they don't. They have James Washington. Uh. Who is, what do you mean, eh? Do you watch football? I don't. You think, think Randall Cobb is going to make a difference? I love James Washington, by the way. I don't. I don't. I don't think James Washington is that great. Vance McDonald. He, but he's a tight end. I think they're talking yeah, about. They're yeah, talking about wide receiving groups. I mean, you're not wrong, but at the same time, Juju is pretty solid. <laughs> just, I like James Washington. It's it's weird not saying the Steelers are in the top ten for wide receivers because we're used to. But just because Odell, just well. because AB left doesn't mean they should be in that position. All right. Anyway, keep going. Uh, fifteen of the Packers, sixteen of the Titans, seventeen are the Broncos. 18 are the Cardinals, 19 are the Saints, 20 are the Dolphins, 21 yeah. Bills. What? Did you I, say something? I'm sorry. The Saints are 19? Think, I think the Saints should be in the top five. Top five? They got Ted Ginn Jr., Michael Thomas. That's the first person you list off is Ted Ginn Jr. Okay. My, Michael top Thomas, Ted Ginn Jr., Cameron Meredith, and Smith. Cameron Meredith was out for the, the season rookie, last and year. And rookie last year. Uh, what's his name? Smith. I don't know his first name. He only performed when they were at home. Top five? I wouldn't put them top five. I think this is the reverse Cowboys thing. I'd put them before the Lions. When oh, the, yes, when I definitely <laughs> would. But I think this is a reverse. Actually, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. The Lions, I like Kenny Galladay a lot. I, I think this I is a reverse. No, yeah. I think this is a well, reverse Michael Cowboys. Th- Michael Thomas is better than Kenny Galladay. No, I think this is a reverse Cowboys. I think because Drew Brees <laughs> is so talented, it, it, it makes everybody else good. Michael Thomas is good, but I'm saying everybody else is average. <laughs> That was funny. All right, <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, Ted, sorry, sorry. Remember Cam? Remember Cam Newton made Ted Ginn Jr. look like a superstar. That's why he, he got his Jr. contract with the Saints. Though. Yeah, he hasn't and, done anything. He hasn't done anything. He's been doing great. What are you no, he has about? not been. No. Can, Eric, can you please look up the stats for me? I'm, I'm looking so, it up because so I want to. I want to single-handedly roast you. Let's what is see. It, 2018 stats. Ted Ginn Jr. He barely did anything this year. I forgot he was on the team this year. Oh, re- hold on, Mark. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, you're right. He got 209 yards and two 17 touchdowns. receptions, 209 yards. Oh, oh man. Two touchdowns. If, if he got 209 yards and he went off, Julio must Top be an five. alien. Top five. <laughs> this is why I like you on the show, because you say the most ridiculous things. You are <laughs> me, literally... and Chris, me and Chris agree with each other for an hour and a half. You're you, li- on the other you're hand. Literally, you're <laughs> Skip. You're Skip Bayless. That's what you are. You need a show with that type of person, though. Yeah. 100%. Um... Yeah, so we're it's just gonna. A, it's in my blood, man. I okay. Yeah, let's, yeah let's... I've I've had enough of your comments. <laughs> so twenty one of the Bills, twenty two of the Chiefs. I'd move the Bills up a lot. They, what they got they... John Brown and Cole Beasley, and Josh Allen is back, and better than ever. I think they're gonna be fine. They should. You should be. They should. Do be. They, do What's they have, the number they're at? Uh, they are at the twenty first spot. John. Uh, I guess that's that's so. Really so I have a question. Never mind. I is, can't is, uh, is 
is the out of shape, very heavy Kelvin Benjamin still on that team, or is he just not no, on the team anymore? I don't think he's no. Anywhere. He, he got cut, I think. So he got cut, and now he just eats. He just yep. eats. Okay. Everybody <laughs> eats. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. So twenty-two of the Chiefs. Yeah, I think he was eating dessert with Gerald McCoy. I after his no Eddie Lacy. Anyway, twenty-two <laughs> of the Chiefs. Yeah, it makes sense. Twenty-three of the Jags. Twenty-four of the Forty Niners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they have D.D. Westbrook teams. and they have. Uh, Marquise Lee. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And of. they have uh, Marvin Lewis, Keelan Cole, Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis is <laughs> no, uh, what was it? What was the guy's name? Mark, Mark something Lewis. Um, he was solid. Oh, uh, Mercedes Lewis. Is that who you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, he yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Lewis. He's on Arizona State now as yeah. a special assistant. Uh, um, if to Herm Edwards. Yeah, twenty fourth of the 49ers, twenty fifth of the Pats. And they're conveniently right in front of the Giants at 26. 24 of the Pats. 25 for the Pats. Wait, what? I like Nikhil Harry. Well, and I like yeah. Julian Edelman. Oh, well, Edelman is good, but and I don't... And Demarius Thomas. But, but, How are they so down? Because like, Demarius, Demarius Thomas is, yeah, he is came broken. Off in, he's coming off injury. Demarius yeah. Thomas they're is just broken. just kind of taking a chance Nikhil on Nikhil Harry, you don't know what he's going to do yet. And, uh... I mean, you know what you're going to get out of Edelman. Yeah, but at the same time, they're leaving the door open for... What's his name? Josh Gordon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if he somehow yeah. inserts his way back, I into think the they, league, they move up. If, if yeah, he gets oh yeah, him. oh yeah, hundred percent. Yes, and then twenty six Giants, twenty seventh are the Panthers. Wait, yeah. wait, what do you think about Giants being twenty six? I really don't like that. There's, I'm not gonna lie. To oh, you. I'm right. I agree you're, with. You're I right. Agree with they, you. they should be a lot further. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna agree with Mark here. They should be much higher. Listen, Golden Tate is a is a competent wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard is gonna be the number one now. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't forget, everybody no. sleeps on Corey Coleman. Hold dude. on, hold on. Exactly. You got to be careful though, because Mark's jersey curse—he has Shep. So, oh so, yeah, it's a wrap. So, so he's that, gonna break it. He's, <laughs> this is it. He might be gone us. at the end of this year. <laughs> no, they should be much higher than that. Hundred percent. I, I think they should be in like the lo- eight, uh, the late teens. I'd say late teens. Yeah, oh, we not- never got into Daniel Jones, so I'm gonna do it right here at the end of the show. Um, apparently, he's been doing really good at camp, but that doesn't say much. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I dude, don't know. if we hit a home run with Daniel Jones, and I, I'm honestly starting to it's starting to rub off on him a little bit because I guess it's been past the draft a little bit. If he somehow becomes pretty solid, if he ends up starting any of the games this year, I'm gonna have the biggest hard up. But yeah, never mind. I never really got into him. I'm gonna have a separate episode about Daniel Jones. But, and uh, we're going to call it Daniel Jones question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, keep, let's keep going here. We're at the end of the list. 27th are the Panthers, 28th are the Buccaneers, 29th yeah. are the Jets, 30th are the Seahawks, 31st are the Ravens because, you know, Lamar yeah. Jackson doesn't pass. And hold on, and 32nd are the Redskins. Yeah, I don't get how the Seahawks... That makes sense. I don't See, get how Seattle and... Who's the team before Seattle again? Uh, the Jets. Uh, before them. Uh, the Bucks. Bucks. Bucks and Seattle. How are they so down, Listen, far down if you list? automatically have a number one receiver in Mike Evans and you have Chris Godwin, who has the potential to be a solid number two, I don't think you should be that low. Exactly. And then, C- and then Seattle, Tyler Lockett it's just emerged, James, emerged last season as like a He star. cannot be a number one receiver. Who? Tyler, Tyler Lockett was cannot, the number one receiver. cannot be a number he one receiver. He was pretty good he this was year. Great. He cannot do it. I don't think he's going to be they're able gonna to. They're going to try to now because he's on that I, big contract. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to try, but I'm just saying I feel like he... But Metcalf. I just... I don't. I don't think he's gonna do it. He's he's too much of a of a speed guy. I feel like to be that number one that's gonna consistently put up those numbers. I this, feel like he's he's too small or he's too quick. Like he's just one of those guys. Like like for example, um, do you like view Marquise in, Goodwin as a number one? Marquise, uh, what what team the is Niners? Because he, he is their number one. I guess, but but that's. Same. 
Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Well, he's default three. number one because he's going say, to be the number one. I was just going to say, he's, a he's default. not a number one. Yeah, that, it's just by default. A lot that, of teams are like I'm that saying, on this list. Yeah. He, he's by default. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. Like, we're not talking top 10 wide receiver in the league. No. Listen, I don't, this, li- this list isn't too bad, but I would make a couple changes. And I'm not going to announce them here because that's not my list. But there would be a couple changes in there. Who do, you, who do you guys think is the best wide receiver core? What does it say on this list again? It says the Falcons. They say and Falcons. Well, what do you think? The Browns. Mark, what do you think? He's gonna say he's gonna say the Rams because he's he's I hate him. <laughs> Listen, right 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 now, without seeing anything, right now, Wait. I would I would go out I would go. Where, where are the Browns right now? Second. Second. I would put them first as of right now. I put them first automatically. Are we including injuries? What do you mean? What, what does that even mean? No one's injured. <laughs> we said as of right now. As of right now. I would put I would put the Browns first. Jarvis and Odell are a good combo. They got a solid quarterback. I'd put them first right now. It would probably change later on, but I would, I, I would put I them wanna, first. I want to hear his comment. I really do. Yeah, because we're going to wrap up with the show in literally less than two minutes. Then I would still go with the Falcons like they have at number one just because I like don't them up know. there. Like I want, I think Odell's gonna do great, and I think he's gonna be awesome this year. But it's not guaranteed he's gonna mesh with Mayfield. It's not a guarantee. While the Falcons, it's already guaranteed, because Matt Ryan had what four thousand yards this past uh, season. Oh, almost five thousand. Yeah. Almost five thousand. Jesus. Yeah, he had like yeah. four thousand nine. And that's something. with a rookie wide receiver, Ridley. Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, Jarvis Landry and Odell are better than Sanu, but the fact that he's producing, Matt Ryan's producing so well Sanu, I think that shows that his core is just unbelievable. Well, yeah, I mean, what I'm, I'm going to obviously agree with the Falcons, but what I'm going to break it down is I feel like they just kind of complement each other. So you have Julio Jones, who kind of can run any route. He He's like a clear-cut number one. He's that big guy. Um, if they throw him the ball. Yeah, sure. exactly. And, I mean, he's... he's like, yeah, shut off. <laughs> he, he's uh, he's always in the discussion of one of the top receivers. I feel like in the last couple of years, he's been in that discussion. Uh, then after that, you have Mohamed Sanu, who's built kind of similar to Julio. Um, and then, you know, he, he's got... He's a reliable slot Yeah, receiver. he's exactly. He's reliable. He can make those catches. He's uh, he, he's a solid guy. And then Calvin Ridley is more of like that speed guy that comes out. Who he was, could be a number one if he's, he's given got, the yeah, chance to. He's got the height Yeah, he's like too. 6'1 or something. But he's, so. he is a little older, so... So, but but I feel like you know he came out and he ended up getting like ten or so touchdowns last year in his rookie year, and maybe and he had a three touchdown game, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. eight hundred or so yards, seven hundred, eight hundred yards. That's still solid, and, and that's what I'm rookie. saying. That's pretty solid. So I feel like him and Sanu had about the same amount of yards. As soon as he got drafted, the Falcons, I'm like, that's a perfect fit. Yeah, so I, I just feel like they they just complement each other very well. I feel like that's why I would put them number one. Uh, with the Browns, I would keep them. I would put them up like probably second and then very, yeah. very close first. But we don't know how they're going to mesh yet. Yeah. So um, honestly, that was an interesting list to look at, and we're going to wrap up the show here. But it was very interesting to see coming into this year who has the best wide receiver core. There's a lot of question marks everywhere because a lot of number one wide receivers changed uh, teams, especially um, Odell and uh, um, mm-hmm. AB. Yeah, they're on different teams now, so there's never a solid wide receiver core. Um, but yeah, that should be interesting coming in this year. So we're going to wrap up the show here. I appreciate you guys for listening to the show. Um, you've been listening to Franchise Tag, Eric, Chris, Mark. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, so you can follow our Instagram at Franchise Tag Sports. You can follow the Twitter at Franchise Tag Pod. We give you some updates on all the new uh, things going on in sports slash football. We'll give that to you. And uh, what else here? 
Oh, we also put some clips from the YouTube channel onto Instagram, and that being said as well, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Franchise Tech Podcast, uh, Franchise Tech Sports Podcast on YouTube. Uh, make sure to stream our podcast wherever you'd like on any platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you stream podcasts. Uh, what else here? Am I missing something? Not really, right? Uh, no, I think Other than that, all, it's yeah. hot in here. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the show here. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. We'll see you next time. <laughs>